Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you. M-I-L-L-I-A-N. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you guys for hanging out. As you know, we talk with amazing men and women of God from all over the world about their healing journey, about the kind of supernatural stuff they see, about the power of God that they witness and can minister basically on demand. It's it's such a cool thing. And uh, if you are new to this show, I want to encourage you to make sure you check out our entire catalog. We've had the most amazing people come visit and talk with us, and we continue to get more and more amazing people. And the common thread is that God is so good, and Jesus is legit, and when uh, you operate in his name, you get the results. And every guest has thus far proven that in some level. Today on the show, we have another amazing guest who's going to share his journey with us, and by listener request, joining us by way of uh, the Seattle, Washington area, from Shoreline Full Gospel Fellowship, Mr. Tom Loud, the lead pastor. Tom, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Milan. How about yourself? It is wonderful. We're out in uh, St. City, Las Vegas. The, uh, the, the, the hot weather's finally breaking, so it's nice and cool. It's my favorite time of year. Life's good, business is good, and God is good. And does it get any better than this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So it's awesome to have you here, and um, so we've got a lot of requests about you, so let's get right into it. Our first segment, we always talk about healing testimony, something big, something kind of crazy, and uh, what you got going on out there? What can you share with us? Well, as far as healing testimonies go, um, I could I could give you a, a, a quite a list, quite a litany of them, but I'll, I'll give you kind of three that are on my mind right now. Okay. Uh, we have uh, once a month. Uh, something that's kind of rare in this area. Once a month, on the first Sunday of the month, we have a Sunday evening service that is just devoted to healing. So we have a healing service. And uh, a young lady came in. Lots of times we see people come in that we've never met before. And a young lady came in, and she looked completely fit and and didn't look like she had any issues at all. And uh, she came up front and asked me to pray for her. And I said, so what seems to be the problem? And she said, well, I have a breast cancer tumor. And uh, she said as well, and she held out her forearm to her left arm, and she said as well, I have this tumor on my uh, forearm. And it was quite evident. It was about the size of a, you know, if you cut a hard-boiled egg in half lengthwise, it was like that, bulging out of her arm. And so, uh, uh, you know, I said, well, okay, we'll pray for that. And uh, for the most part, you know, I prayed for a lot of people with cancer, and and, uh, you know, you wait for them to go back for the test and to tell you how the test went. And, and they say, oh, gee, it looks like it's gone or whatever. But in this particular case, it was one of those more dramatic physical manifestations. So immediately after I prayed for her, she said, oh, I feel heat and I feel all this strange sensation in my body. And she was almost motioning, believe it or not, for me to put my hand on her breast to test out if the lump was there. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. So her daughter was there and her daughter put her hand down into her bra and said, the lump's gone. And then we looked at the lump on her forearm, and it had flattened out. And so uh, she said, I'm healed, I'm healed. And, and I truly want to agree with that. Uh, um, but I know there's naysayers out there that say, well, how do we know she's healed? Maybe that's just, you know, maybe that's something superficial. Maybe the, the cancer's still in her. So she, I said, I would like you to go to your doctor and have him look you over. So she went to her doctor. And he said, the cancer's gone. We can't explain this. But uh, he didn't leave it at that. He said, 
this doesn't make sense. This cannot happen. So what we're going to do is we're going to send you again for more testing, much more thorough testing. And so several weeks later, she went back for a complete, uh, you know, thorough exam from head to toe, MRIs, uh, everything. And she came back with a piece of paper and held her hand and said, I'm cancer free. I have no cancer in my body at all. Wow. So that was quite a dramatic miracle. And um, uh, almost uh, all of the larger things that I'm going to talk about, you can uh, find those, and later on I'll give you the link. But uh, mm-hmm. I've I've done YouTubes of these things, and so I have a YouTube of this woman's um, her story, which is pretty interesting. Um, then the next one was a woman who was one of the first people I actually ever went out on the street and prayed for. I just went out looking for people to pray for, looking for victims to pray for. And I saw this young lady that was about 32 years old, and uh, she had a walker, and she seemed much too young to be using a walker. And I stopped, and I said, you know, I pray for people, and God heals them. Could I perhaps pray for you? And she said, well, okay. And she went down a list of things. I could not even enumerate all the things, but she had osteoarthritis in all of her joints. She had fibromyalgia. She had disc problems. She had every kind of problem you can imagine that would make it difficult to walk. And so I said to her boldly, not because the Holy Spirit gave me a word of knowledge. I just believe sometimes you just step out of the boat and trust God's going to support you. So I said to her, I said, well, I'm going to pray for you, and all that's going to go, and you're not going to need your walker. You're going to stand up straight, and you're going to walk away and be no, in no pain because she was in a lot of pain. And so anyway, I laid my hands on her, and I prayed for her right out in front of a grocery store and um, uh, pulled her walker away and said, well, you know, what couldn't she do? And, well, she couldn't bend over and touch her toes or anything like that. I said, I said you can now. She bent over, touched her toes. She stood up straight. She said, all the pain is gone. It's completely gone. And um, I said, well, that's awesome. You know, and I, got, I do have that on YouTube as well, the whole praying for her and everything. And uh, I thought, that is really cool. That's one of my first times out on the street doing this. But uh, then I got a call from her uh, about three months later because uh, I didn't know her personally, and, but I gave her my card. And she called back and said, you know what? Um, you remember me? I'm the person you prayed for in front of the store. I said, oh, I remember you very well. Her name was Haley. And uh, she said, well, I broke my collarbone. I said, well, excellent. <laughs> I want to come <laughs> and pray for you. So I went over to her house and prayed for her. And... Uh, uh, you know, I laid my hands on her shoulder and, and I began to pray and I said something to the effect that, uh, Father, I thank you for Haley. So in Jesus' name, I command these bones to knit back together. I command the bones to move back into place. And uh, the collarbone started to move and it moved back into place. And she said she felt tendons like reattaching and all this stuff <laughs> happening. And she wasn't able to move her arm above perhaps her shoulder level. And afterwards, she was swinging it around like, you know, it's like she was throwing a baseball. So then she told me something. She said, You remember that time you first prayed for me? I go, Well, yeah, of course. She goes, Well, I didn't tell you something. I go, What? She says, Well, I had this giant bulging disc on the back of my neck forever for years and i put my hand back there and feel this this horrible large thing and she said three days later i went to reach for it it was gone so wow. <laughs> well that's cool glad you got that glad you uh, <laughs> told me that part of the story so then another one was uh, i was going up to canada just recently just uh, oh, a month and a half ago <clears throat> to teach a seminar uh for a week-long seminar on on activating people in, in going out and praying and uh, seeing signs and wonders. And uh, I was teaching at a camp up there called Cowichan Bible Camp. And 
I was on a ferry here from Washington here up to Vancouver Island. And on the ferry, it was like an hour and a half ride, and I had nothing to do. So I thought, I'm going to look around on this ferry for somebody to pray for. You know, uh, after you see successes like this, when you pray for people, you get kind of addicted to it. And you're looking for people. You're just, you know, you, you could spot every walker and every cane and every crutch from miles away. So <clears throat> I was walking around this boat, and uh, I saw this one elderly lady. She was 78 years old. And she was walking with a cane that had four little uh, feet on the bottom of the cane for stability. And she was walking with just a severe, really severe limp where she was swinging her leg and just barely making it. I wasn't sure why she wasn't in a wheelchair, but she was getting along. So I went up to her and I asked her, I said, "Uh, you know, I can't help but to notice you're having difficulty walking. Um, Can I ask you what the problem is? Because I pray for people and God heals them. And she said, oh, you pray for people, do you? She says, well, I'm a prayer warrior in my church. And I said, well, that's wonderful. you know." And she says, yes, I'm a Methodist. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't know many Methodists that uh, uh, you know, walk in this kind of science and wonders thing, but I'm going to try it out anyway. So, <laughs> so I said to her, I says, uh, so what's wrong? She says, well, I have one leg for 70 years now because of something that occurred in her life. It's three inches shorter than the other leg. Well, I have uh, prayed for legs before and had them grown out, but usually it's like a half inch, inch and a half. Mm -hmm. Three inches was big. And so for a moment, my carnal mind kicked in and goes, three inches, wow, that's a lot. And then I thought, you know, really, is three inches harder than an inch and a half? Come on, it's no difference, no difference. So I said to her, I said, well, you know what? I've prayed for people and their legs have grown out. She goes, really? I go, yeah, really. And I uh, believe God can do that for you right now. And she's just like, well, whatever. You want to try that? Okay, sure. So the ferry was loaded with a lot of people, and I could tell she was very uh, reserved and didn't want a lot of attention. So instead of shouting at that thing, you know, in Jesus' name, come out, I'm going to have to do this really quietly and gently. So I just have her put her legs out real quietly, and I, okay, I'm just going to pray a small prayer. And I said, uh, Father, in Jesus' name, you know, I thank you for this lady and leg grow out, and it shot out so fast, it was like, it was ridiculous. And it shot out the full three inches in in a second. And uh, she was startled, I was startled, I have a video of that, her her interview, uh, and, and uh, uh, why I'm interviewing her, I said, so what happened? And she goes, well, it just grew right out. And I said, how do you explain that? She goes, well, you prayed for me. I said, no, it wasn't me, it was Jesus, that's who did it. She goes, well, okay, of course. So anyway, there's three little, uh, you know, three little testimonials that uh, are in recent times that I I thought might be kind of interesting. That is brilliant. Love hearing stories like that and just love how it always, uh, a lot of times it it, it takes us off guard when it shouldn't, but it's still kind of fun when it does. And it's, it's, it's a great thing to to work and operate in. So we are up against our first break. So listeners, we are going to take our first pause here. We're talking with Tom Loud, lead pastor from Shoreline Full Gospel Fellowship. He got testimonies of plenty up in here today. So keep it locked and we're going to hear more about him when we return. Keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast back in a moment. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. 
If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners, back on the second segment of the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. Anytime you want to hear the full catalog of this program, make sure to check out dominionfire.com. It's our main website where basically everything is, including all of our social media videos and YouTube things that we do, as well as the full catalog of the show. So make sure you get caught up if you're a new listener to this. And also, if you are an Apple, iTunes, iPhone user and you uh, would be so kind. Would you please go on to iTunes and leave a five-star positive review review for the show? Because the higher we get up in the rankings, the more people get to hear this. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but the world kind of needs to hear this. (laughs) It's uh, kind of so much weird thinking and uh, weird understanding of God. And it's time we start getting back to what the real raw truth is about uh, what Jesus can do. And this is, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's time. This is legit. And every time on the show, we always have someone on who is a demonstration of that. And joining us today on the program, Mr. Tom Loud, uh, Shoreline Full Gospel Fellowship. We heard about him uh, as his healing testimonies in the first segment. In this segment, we're going to hear about him specifically. So, uh, Tom, please tell us about your background and experience and share a little about yourself. All right. Well, I'll give you a brief testimony. Um, I was not brought up in church, so... I was not pre-programmed to believe anything in particular. Uh, when I was about 17 years old, I was working in a restaurant, and a young man came up to me. And I was a uh, from a family that, uh, you know, white, middle-class America. And I really didn't know anybody back in those days. It's been quite a few years. It's been over 40 years ago. I didn't know anybody uh, that was, uh, for example, um, you know, that was uh, African-American. I didn't know anybody that was Chinese, anybody that was Japanese. I All I knew was... Uh, white Anglo-Saxon America. That's what I knew. So I was working in this restaurant, and this, uh, this young black gentleman came up to me one time, and uh, he started to tell me about Jesus. And of course, I had heard of Jesus. Of course, I knew he was on a cross. I knew Christmas was about his birth. That's all I knew. I had nothing else to work from. I had no knowledge of uh, the, the true plan of salvation or anything to do with that. Well, besides that fact that I didn't know the, the simple, most basic things, I also had no experience in some of the preposterous things he said to me. And he started to talk to me about uh, the, the kind of church he went to. His father was a pastor of the church. His pa- father was a pastor of what people would call a uh, Holy Roller Pentecostal church. And uh, it was largely that, well, the congregation was pretty much all uh, black folks. And so it was totally out of my experience realm completely. And he started telling me about church, and he told me about uh, the Holy Ghost. And I go, I've never heard of such a thing. And he told me about speaking in tongues. I've never heard of that. That was really weird, okay? And he told me about the power of God and the anointing and things happening and miraculous signs. And told me about all these things, and to me they were like, uh, you know, a story from another planet. I hadn't heard any of this. 
But for some reason, just like the men in Acts chapter 2, my heart was pricked, and I said, what should I do? I want that. And I just knew, I want that. Whatever that is that you've got, that's what I want. And so he said, well, come to church with me, and, uh, you know, my dad can explain it all to you. And I was so ignorant of church that I had remembered as a child, I had a, a friend that was Catholic, and he told me that uh, unless you're baptized, you won't go to heaven. So I remembered that. That was my doctrine that I knew. That was it. So I said to this young man, I said, well, since you're the father, father's the pastor, do you suppose he would perhaps baptize me for free? He said, I think he'll probably do that. So anyway, I went to that <laughs> church, and uh, I was the, awesome. if you ever saw the Blues Brothers in, in kind of the 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 parody of the Pentecostal Holy Roller Black Church uh, thing that goes on in that show. Well, actually, I lived that, and I was like the only uh, white guy in a black church for like eight years. But uh, that really changed uh, my perspective on a lot of things, you know. Um, I began to reach out to more people in the world. I realized these people, regardless of color, you know, uh, regardless of background, regardless of financial status or anything else, we were brothers and we were sisters and we were close. And uh, I could see the power of God moving, and I got baptism, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and, and I saw signs and wonders, and I got dreams and visions and all those things, and, and I was in, and there's no, no getting me out, you know? So I was, uh, from the beginning there, I felt that God was calling me to something, but I made a deal with the Lord. I said, you know what, I don't want to be self-promoting. I don't want to say, I'm going to be a pastor, so I'll go to school and learn how to be a pastor or whatever, I'm going to say, God, you just give me opportunities. And he began to give me opportunities. And I got opportunities, and people saw gifts in me, and gifts uh, largely for teaching. And so I got lots of teaching uh, responsibilities, lots of teaching gigs and offers, and I began teaching. And so uh, I began teaching uh, in-depth adult uh, Bible subjects, you know, uh, for uh, probably 30 years, okay? So that's what I was doing, and uh, eventually, um, you know, I was an assistant pastor of the church that I'm now pastor of for about eight years, and eventually the pastor wanted to retire, and he said, I'd like you to, you know, take my place, and and I said, well, I can't do that, because God has to tell me whether I'm going to be a pastor or not, I'm not going to just choose the job. So about two years after he first started asking me, the Lord finally said, now's the time, so I accepted becoming the pastor, became the pastor. And so I've been teaching and preaching and telling people about Jesus and telling them about, uh, you know, the gifts of the Spirit. They're still functioning today. They're still, the power is still here. And we've prayed for people <clears throat> many, many times. And here is the fact of the matter. I believe in healing. I believed in healing ever since I got saved. I've heard of miracles. Uh, you know, I hadn't seen any myself. Um, I believed that, uh, you know, by faith we could obtain these miracles if we just had enough faith, uh, you know, and, and so I was praying for people regularly for years. And my results, honestly, were probably one out of 20, you saw a little something maybe happened, kind of, sort of. That was it. I believed, well, perhaps it's because I just don't have the gift, but I'm, I'm going to pray for the gift. And so I'd be praying for the gift of healing or various other gifts, you know. And uh, kept functioning in that way. And I kept praying for people, kept believing. But I wasn't seeing the results. And everything changed one day when I walked into our church office. And my secretary said, Pastor Tom, watch this. And she showed me a video of a man uh, named Pete Cabrera, Jr. And I think the title of the video was Watch This. This is real. 
And uh, it kind of blew my mind, and it blew a lot of my theological, you know, standpoints, uh, ideas that I had. Because here was a man, and he was doing something that looked a little bit crazy. Uh, he had a guy put his feet up on a coffee table, and he was commanding a one leg, you know, grow out, and it grew out several inches. And I thought, well, you know, if he needs his leg grown out, okay, at least that's the miracle he needs. But that wasn't the case. Then he tell the other leg to grow out. It would grow out. Then he tell them both to go back. They'd go back, and it was back and forth, back and forth. And I go, why in the world would God grant this guy the power to do this when it's he's not really healing this guy right now? He's just doing a demonstration. It's almost like a, a magic show. And I thought, can that be real? Can that be real? You know, is this Pete Cabrera? I've never heard of this guy. Is this for real? So I began to research Pete Cabrera, and I looked everywhere online, and I'm sure you know I'm going to find some scathing review about this guy's a fake. He's a charlatan. Well, I didn't find that. And I looked at a lot of his videos, and I realized these are uncut. These are some of them are very crudely done. They're just like right off the street. They aren't like you know heavily uh, uh, you know. There's no uh, computer graphics done in there to change stuff uh, to to alter the image. And these are real. These are real. And these are real people, and they're really getting healed. And I saw all kinds of signs and wonders and miracles. I saw people being healed of all kinds of things, coming out of wheelchairs and and uh, legs growing and eyes seeing, ears hearing. And I'm going, this guy, if he's for real, I want to know. You know, I want to know more about this. Well, I was I was watching uh, Pete do these various miracles. Um, uh, I, I started to see that he was blowing some of my theology away because. You know, the formulas were getting blown away because there were sometimes Pete would say, you know, in the name of Jesus, such and such, do this. And that, that was my formula. You know, in the name of Jesus, uh, you say it a certain way, you can quote a certain scripture, and it's going to happen. Well, that was fine, but then there are other times Pete said not a word. He just pointed. It happened. He'd hand him a piece of paper say, hold this. They'd be healed. So in one video, he, he blesses a plastic spoon and hands it to somebody, and they get healed. Yep, so yep. it's blowing my mind. Like, what? How is that possible? And... And sometimes he would pray and not say uh, the name of Jesus, and I thought, well, it can't happen if you don't say the name of Jesus, but, but it would happen anyway. And it seemed like no matter what he did, whether he said it, didn't say it, touched him, didn't touch him, whatever he did, they got healed. And that was blowing uh, the, the lid off my theology. It's like, wow, I guess I've been limiting myself. So I said, I must get a hold of this man. I would like to spend a week with this man. And that's what happened. Is I got a phone call from Pete Cabrera because I, I emailed uh, his you know YouTube video and his Facebook, and finally sent me. He, he called me on the phone, and he said, "Come on out, and uh, you can go through my school of identity. I've just started this thing," and I did that, and that changed everything for me. And from the point of being introduced to Pete Cabrera, uh, from that point on, miracles, signs, and wonders, and it's just become a regular part of my life now. So there you go. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, Pete's a good friend of the show. He's been interviewed here on the show, and uh, actually I'm personally ordained through his uh, Royal Family International. So it's uh, Pete's a great guy, and uh, it's funny with all this, the, the effect you said that he has on had on you is uh, basically the effect he has on everyone. And uh, it's always wonderful to, it's wonderful to hear that. And, you know, having your theology shaken once in a while is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, cause you know, the truth always holds up to questioning. That's what I, how I yeah, feel about absolutely. it. 
And uh, that's a phenomenal story and uh, just absolutely love it. And uh, your earlier uh, discussion about the church you're in, that's such a great story. I love that. (laughs) So listeners, Tom Loud sharing his uh, his background and experience with us. Just good, good stuff here on the show today. And um, when we come back, we're going to hear our lesson segment. So let's see what this man has in store for us. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast, and we'll be back right after this. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast, presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, third segment, Heal the Sick Podcast. Million here with you. Joining me on the phone, Tom Loud, Shoreline Full Gospel Fellowship, lead pastor, telling his story today, all kind of good stuff. And uh, Tom, it's awesome to have you here, and I'm glad we finally connected up and uh, now have a a relationship building here. It's uh, great hearing your story and everything you got going on. In this third segment, we always bring up our lesson portion of the show, where uh, I ask you if you'll kind of share something with our audience, teach on a little something, and kind of give us something on an instructional line. So in this final segment here, what can you share with us? What kind of lesson is on your heart to put out to us today? Well, I want to tell you, uh, we ended the last segment talking about uh, Pete Cabergi and your phone call that I got from him. And I want to tell you about that first phone call. And uh, the lesson is going to be on what I learned from that. I learned it really kind of by accident, but I learned it. It was very interesting. It changed everything. It made the difference between uh, one day before uh, praying for people and nothing happening to the next day, signs and wonders happening all the time. So I got a phone call from Pete, and Pete said, Hey, Tom, I got your email, and hey, you know, I just want to hook up with you. And I said, Oh, Pete, I'm so honored that you called me. And he said, Oh, I'm just here in Walmart buying some milk because, you know, it seems like everybody gets healed in Walmarts for some reason. So anyway, I said, Okay, well, do you have a minute? He goes, Yeah, the time's all yours. I said, Okay, I want to ask you a question because I want to know the secret here. I saw you on a video praying for a woman who had a shoulder problem, and she had uh, surgery on her shoulder, and she couldn't raise her arm above her shoulder and for years. And if she raised it above her shoulder, it would dislocate, and she would have to go to the emergency room, and all kinds of you know, problems would occur. So you prayed for her, and what you did is you put one hand, your left hand, on her right shoulder, and with the other hand, you held her wrist, and you prayed, and you prayed something like, um, you know, Father, I thank you for this lady, And I speak right now to this shoulder, and I say, be made whole right now. And then he said to her, try it out. So she raised her arm, and she raised it a little bit above her shoulder, higher than she had been able to in years. And uh, you said, can you put it all the way over your head? She said, no. But, But this is amazing how far it's come. And you said, let me pray again. So you put your hand on her shoulder, you held her. Uh, your other hand on her wrist, 
and you just looked at her the second time, Pete, and you didn't say a word. And then you said, go ahead and test it out. She tested it out. She was completely healed. She was swinging her arm above her head like she was winding up to throw a pitch. And no more pain, and she was free. I said, now, Pete, I, I want to know that second time you didn't say anything. You looked at her. You just looked at her. I want to know what goes on inside your mind during that moment. Were you picturing the shoulder as completely healed, the finished work of Christ? Were you uh, um, speaking you know, in tongues? Were you praying in the Spirit? What were you doing? And his answer completely dumbfounded me. He said, well, to tell you the truth, Tom, I was thinking of nothing. And he goes, and I wasn't feeling a thing. I go, <laughs> what? what? What do you mean? Because I wasn't feeling anything. I wasn't thinking anything. And she got healed. That's right. And he kind of left it at that. And, uh, and, and he left it at that, and he, he didn't have any explanation. And so I just got off the phone baffled. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until much later where I got to go spend some time with him that I tried out my theory because I was, I was baffled. And I started to ask the Lord, what in the world? How could you? He was thinking nothing. He wasn't even praying. He wasn't even hoping for it. He wasn't doing anything. He was doing nothing. How does that work? How does nothing work? And so the Lord brought me to a scripture, which is Romans 8, 7. Okay. Now, in the King James, it says, for the carnal mind is enmity against God. And I'm going to read it, though, in, I believe I have the NIV here. And so here's what it says in NIV. Instead of saying carnal mind, it says this, uh, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. And that word enmity in the King James, it does indeed mean hostile. So the mind of the flesh, the natural mind, is hostile towards God. It does not submit to God's law, and his, his word is his law, nor can it do so. All right? This scripture, a revelation about this scripture, changed my whole life, my whole ministry. Because the Lord began to tell me why the nothing worked for Pete Cabrera. You see, what he was doing is he was praying a prayer as sons of God do. We have, as sons of God, we have the ability to lay our hands on the sick and they recover. That's, you know, um, that's scriptural. We know that in Mark 16, 17 through 18, it talks about how that believers will lay their hands on the sick and they recover. We know we have that power. We know we've been given that authority. We know that we've been given power and authority over all the authority of the, of the devil. We know that. But walking in it is another thing. So um, what he was doing is he was taking his authority as a son of God. He's a son of God. I'm a son of God. We both have that authority. Every son of God has the same authority. Every son of God has the same Holy Spirit within them, and we don't have a diminished uh, amount of Holy Spirit. We all have uh, as much power as necessary to do anything, because the Holy Spirit cannot be divided. So we're connected to the power source. We have all the power necessary to do anything Jesus did. And so what he was doing was he was appropriating that power, he was using that authority, and he was speaking to that physical body, and he was saying physical body be made whole. And then what he was doing was saying nothing. And I'm thinking, you've got to be doing something. You've got to keep your mind focused. You've got to, in faith, focus your thoughts in faith on this thing. But he wasn't. He was disengaging his mind completely. And uh, this Lord opened up this scripture to me. He says, understand this. There's lots of people have been teaching for years about something that you would call renewing the mind, which comes from Romans 12, 1 and 2. And the thought about renewing the mind for so long has been interpreted to be this is somehow we take our natural mind and we brainwash it and re-educate it with the Word of God. And after you've re-educated and brainwashed it enough, it falls in line with the Word of God and begins to speak like the Word of God. However, that's not what I see as renewing the mind anymore. 
What I see is that we have an old mind, a carnal mind, okay? And that mind is hostile towards God. Our natural mind is hostile towards God. Part of the reason our natural mind is hostile towards God is because God does not explain some things by natural means. You know, a miracle happens and your mind goes, but, 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 but that doesn't make sense. And it creates a frustration. It wants an answer. How does that work? Why does that work? And you know what? God doesn't always give us an answer. He just says, I have that power. I can do that. And so our mind demands an answer. It demands an answer. But another thing about our natural mind is we think we're going to whip it into shape, get in, come, come into alignment where it'll agree with God. It'll never agree with God because what this scripture says, and the scripture cannot lie, it says the carnal mind does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. So we've been trying for years and years and years to wrestle this thing into submission, and the Word of God says, don't waste your time, it can't be done. And if God says it can't be done, it can't be done. So I understood that my carnal mind, my natural mind that I was trying to get in alignment with my spirit was not the answer. What I needed to do was learn how to shut my carnal mind up, shut it off. So I tested this, and I went and I prayed for somebody. I laid my hands on them. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command this shoulder, this arm, whatever it was, you know, be healed right now in the name of Jesus. And then I stopped talking. And when I stopped talking, do you know what I thought of? Nothing. Mm. And the carnal mind would try to come up with something, and I've learned now. I just know, I know what his voice is. I know what his words are. The carnal mind would say, here's what the normal thing is that happens. is you, After you pray for somebody, your carnal mind kicks in and goes, I hope this works. I hope this works. Why? Are you believing enough? Do you have enough faith? That's the carnal mind talking. All I do then is when I hear this, but I hope this works, I just shut up. And I literally say, shut up, go stand in the corner. I'm doing spiritual business. I don't need your help. <laughs> you are no help, carnal mind. I'm going to rest in God. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to pray the prayer that the sons of God do, and then I'm going to rest. That's all I'm going to do. And if I feel something, fine. If I don't, fine. But I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to just do what I'm supposed to do as a son of God. So I would lay my hands on the sick. I'd pray the prayer, and then I'd shut my carnal mind off and just wait. And when I feel the waiting is enough, and I, that's just whatever. I just kind of feel like, okay. Then I say, test it out. And when I say, test it out, they go, oh, my goodness. I can't understand what just happened. The pain is gone. It's that simple. Getting your carnal mind out of the picture changes the whole the whole process. And when we try to think that we're going to get ourselves to think a certain way, we've got to recognize that we have uh, uh, these two minds we can draw from. That's what the Bible says, to be doubly minded. Uh, you know, a man that is doubly minded, he's working off of the carnal mind, and, and parallel, he's working with the spiritual mind, trying to do that at the same time. It says, that man is unstable in all his ways. He will not receive anything of God. So I've learned how to shut off the carnal mind when I'm doing the things of God. And the carnal mind is good for fixing your car and, and, and learning uh, math in school, but it is no good for spiritual things. It's absolutely useless. When you recognize it's useless, then when you recognize its voice coming in to give you its opinion on things, you recognize its opinion is of, of, of no value whatsoever. So yeah. I hope that kind of gets through to people. Brilliant. That's uh, such a unique way of looking at it. And uh, I, I've also heard the same descriptions that you were talking about in the beginning of it. And that's uh, it's one of those things that is very interesting to start putting a, a filter on and start thinking through it as you're ministering out there, listeners. So, um, Tom, thank you for sharing that with us. And um, if people would like to contact you, find out more about you, maybe ask you a question, how can they find you? Well, there's uh, with our social media, we have, of course, 
a number of avenues now, but I'll just give like, um, of course, I can be found on Facebook, and in my last name, it's just like it sounds, L-O-U-D, so Tom Loud. Uh, I can also be looked up on uh, YouTube. I have uh, a lot of videos of me praying for people and them being healed, and they're good to watch. There are also some teaching videos. They're good to watch because um, you really get the feel of it, and you can kind of pick it up after a while as to how to approach people how to talk to them, how to pray for them. And it, it can be something that after you watch it enough times, it's something you can just pick up and go out and do for yourself. You know, you can just take it to the streets. So those videos, uh, just look under uh, Tom Loud on YouTube. And there are two Tom Louds, but mine are quite apparent. Mine are the healing ones, and the other guy is a disc jockey. That's not me. Okay. <laughs> you're, not, also, you're not spinning all the greatest no, hits over there? <laughs> also, my uh, an email address that you can contact me at is... Uh, Tom Katsu, which is T T O M K A T S U fifty six at gmail dot com. So Tom Katsu fifty six at gmail dot com. And um, our church's phone number uh, where I can be reached is area code two oh six three six five seven one seven zero. So hopefully that's enough. In some way you should be able to contact me through those methods. Awesome. And uh, listeners, anytime that you are trying to find any of our guests and for whatever reason you can't track them down, by all means, send us an email at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com or through our website, Dominion Fire, and I'll make sure that you get in contact with them. So, Tom, it has been a pleasure to have you here today. Great, great information. I appreciate everything and thank you for sharing. And as we are wrapping this thing up today, we always ask our guests if they'll pray for the audience. So would you take this time now to please pray for our audience and any promptings, prophetic, word of knowledge, let it rip, man. Please take us all the way to the amen. Absolutely. Well, I will pray for the folks out there in general that uh, need healing, of course. Um, But I do want to say that the Lord did prompt me something specific. There's someone who has just taken a hard fall. They have fallen to the ground. They've injured themselves on their left side. So I want to pray for that, and then I'll pray for the general audience. So Father, I just thank you for giving me the revelation of this person who's fallen on their left side and damaged themselves severely. And Father, I just, right now, I just reach out to them through prayer, and I speak to their body, and I say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command every muscle, tendon, ligament, and nerve be made whole right now in Jesus' name. And pain, I take authority over you. Get out now in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, for the rest of the folks that are out there, um, I just want to speak, Lord. Uh, you know, the Bible says that you sent your word and you healed them. So, Lord, I'm not there physically to touch them, but your word is going out right now, Father. And so I just speak to those uh, various issues in people's lives. I speak to pain in the bodies. I speak to disease in the bodies, infirmity in the bodies right now, in Jesus' name, of all the folks that are listening right now. And I say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, be made whole from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And every bit of pain and infirmity, go right now in Jesus' name. Every disease, I curse you and I command you, come out right now in the name of Jesus. I just speak wholeness to the body of Christ right now in Jesus' name. And, and those that are out there, just start testing yourself out. Just start moving that arm that couldn't move. Uh, start doing something you couldn't do. And be sure to give God the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, listeners. Tom Loud, thank you for joining us today. And at any time, listeners, if you would like to, um, again, follow more of the 
uh, episodes of the show, find out more about what we do, make sure to visit our website at dominionfire.com, facebook.com slash dominionfire, youtube.com slash dominionfirechurch, and um, Twitter for me personally is at Healing Minister. So make sure you check that all out and keep in contact with us. And uh, by all means, please share this and let people know about these amazing guests, as you heard today, for example. So thank you as always for listening. Thanks for hanging along with us. And we'll catch you next time on the Heal the Sick podcast. And as we always say, boom goes Yeshua. See you next time.